Hello, and welcome to The Feedcast, a monthly podcast created and sponsored by Relay Network. As the feed technology pioneers, Relay Network feeds harness the engagement power of social and news feeds for businesses and the people they serve. I'm your host, Trisha Gabberty, and in The Feedcast, we will hear from cross-industry experts who will share their approach to driving meaningful and powerful customer engagement. In under 30 minutes, you'll gain usable insights and strategies from informative discussions with curated subject matter experts. Welcome to this episode of The Feedcast. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Stephen Gillen, the CEO of Relay Network, the amazing feed technology company that is responsible for the creation and development of The Feedcast. Being that we are at the mid-year mark, it seemed appropriate to have Steve here to share his thoughts on the state of business so far in 2023, to tell us a bit more about how and why he founded Relay Network and the impact feed technology has on customer engagement and also hear what he expects as we venture toward the back half of the year and break ground on the new frontier of AI. First, some background on Steve. Relay Network is the third business venture that Steve has pursued with his brother, Matt, and business partner, Paul Radin. Their last business, eCount, grew to be one of the largest issuers of prepaid debit cards in the United States, providing products and services to 75 of the Fortune 100 companies. eCount was sold to Citibank in 2007. Steve has over 15 years of experience in payments and emerging technologies. Prior to joining Relay, he was the senior vice president at Bank of America, where he held a number of management positions within both U.S. card services and Europe card services. Most notably, Steve developed and launched Bank of America's affinity banking business model, which he grew into an $18 billion deposit portfolio. And he managed BAC's financial institution and brokerage business, which was a $10 billion white label credit card portfolio for 250 financial institutions, credit unions, and brokerage partners. Stephen graduated from Georgetown University with a degree in history and received his JD from the Catholic University of America's Columbus School of Law. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm delighted. It's your podcast. I have to tell you, you're clearly not a rookie when it comes to having a nose for business and startups. But I wanted to dive right in here. We launched the podcast earlier this year, and we heard from cross-industry leaders about their approach to customer engagement and how it ranks as the highest priority in their marketing plans. I think it would be helpful for our listeners in this podcast to get a clear definition of what Relay Network is, how it helps with customer engagement, and just taking us to the beginning. How did you develop the concept for this terrific tool? Sure. I'm very proud to say Relay Network is the leader of feed technology, business-to-consumer feed technology right now in the country. We started the space, and we apply it to three core verticals, so financial services, healthcare, and home services. About 85 million consumers connected to businesses in their life for their own private dedicated one-to-one feed. We started the business back in 2010, really because, it's a funny story, my brother, after we sold the last business, the Citibank shut down my brother's cell phone. And so he got a text message from AT&T saying, hey, Matt, you got to pay your bill or we're going to shut down your phone. And he just pressed the button on the text. So when he called, they answered, hey, Mr. Gillen, they knew why he was calling and he was able to complete that transaction very simply, very easily over the phone. And came in and we started Relay the next day with really just this general sense of that there had not been any real innovation in business-to-consumer communications. Really what was happening in the market was businesses were using technologies that were built for consumer-to-consumer communications 
for business to consumer communications. And the net result of that is the experience you have when you call your bank. I have to ask you 100 questions and figure out who you are. Or if you go online, I have to get you to go through all these verification processes. And so we really realized that in the marketplace, there was a need for a new channel to cut out some of the friction and a channel that was built just for business to consumer communication that could be private and one-to-one and secure and satisfy all those business needs, but do it in a way that can eliminate some of the friction that you get when you apply consumer communication channels to that use case. So when you're saying it's a dedicated one-to-one feed, if I'm getting that feed, and I know of banks that are using Relay, when I receive my dedicated link and I'm having that, seeing that content, is it really personalized based on my behavior and by my relationship with that bank or that healthcare institution or... Yeah, great question. The first and foremost is that the approach we take to establishing the connection is very unique and different. So we basically will set up the feed for every customer within the institution. And then we just push a text to the customer to have them come claim it. And that really allows us to align each individual unique feed down to the individual user. The content that gets posted to that feed also then has the ability to be different for Steve or anyone else. So it's my own personal content relevant to me and where I am in my journey with that customer. So it's a dedicated, secure one-to-one channel, but it also delivers a unique experience down to that individual based on what the business is trying to interact with that particular consumer with at that particular moment. And it was just because of your kind of rich history in banking that kind of caused you to turn around. So this is the obvious sort of business to customer relationship to start with in terms of. Yeah. yeah. Actually, our first client was Citibank who bought our last person. So (laughs) that was one reason. But the reality is we focused in things that are most important to the consumer. And that is my money, my health, my home, and my family. And so those are the verticals that we really spend our time in. Because we think that has the deepest and strongest relationship between the business and the consumer. But now both financial services and healthcare, which are primarily the top two that currently servicing, highly compliant, highly regulated risk control around there. How do they benefit from leveraging Relay? And is it, it is difficult for them to meet those compliance rules and regulations within their industry, pass the sniff test, so to speak, with risk in yeah. leveraging? Yeah. So one of the things we knew we were going after, you know, very big brands in very re- highly regulated industries. So from the very beginning, as we built the platform, we built it knowing that it would have to be secure have to be unique down to the individual, would have to meet all the typical TCPA compliance and HIPAA compliant and all that stuff. And so we make a massive investment every year in our high trust certification, our SOC certifications, all the technical certifications that you'd want to see, the brands that we work with would want to see in their vendors, and we have all of those things. But also in our product design and how we build it out, it's very unique that allows for a more secure and compliant mobile experience. So by removing, starting with an SMS notification and driving consumers into a feed, SMS itself is not HIPAA compliant, but in the feed itself where we can secure the feed and make the feed dedicated to that individual user and verify identity, there's some things that we can do to allow that for PHI content or HIPAA required content to go into your feed. On the financial services side, 
one of the big concerns is fishing and smishing. And the way we designed our product with dedicated shore codes with a link that can't be forwarded or reused, pushed into a private one-to-one feed, again, that can be verified and by the end consumer. So each unique feed has a code that consumer knows that no one else knows. So you can't really spoof my feed. So the design of our product allowed us to overcome many of the compliance requirements and or fears that our clients would have around mobile messaging and mobile communication. So when you're communicating with me, I know that it's you. Is that a customer developed code? Is that my own code that I'm putting in each time? No. So two things we do. So the channel can get secure. So when we take, when a consumer comes onto their feed, we do three things. Number one is we validate the identity. Then we verify when they get the first experience pushed to their phone through a piece of information that only that consumer would know. And then we secure the channel where required, like you would any other channel with a passcode or a, a biometric. Mostly that's happening in the healthcare. In the financial services sector, once you get through a verification phase, you don't have to secure because most of their PII stuff will be putting into their dropping them on their portal. So it's really based on the type of messaging they're doing. But ultimately, the consumer can, each feed itself has a unique identifier tied, attached to it that the consumer can verify and know as things go forward. And that's assigned by us at Relay. Okay. And do I, as a consumer, obviously all of this is taking just nanoseconds. Is it So it's not really imposing on the customer experience as I receive that SMS message and then... It's all designed as part of the flow and to onboard that consumer in a seamless way. And again, because it's a communication channel, we can build into the experience a very powerful, robust experience mm-hmm. where they're expecting the text, they're expecting to be onboarded, and they go through the flow, just feels business as usual. And you're serving up, I'm assuming, because just based on the feeds that I've gotten, I'm being fed content that's not only relevant to me, where I am in my journey or my relationship with the financial institution or what have you, but it's also content that could potentially inform me of other opportunities or other. Yeah. yeah. So one of the powerful, again, back to product design, one of the powerful components of a feed, there's really three core components to feed technology. The first is the format. The second is the the content. And then the third would be the orchestration of that content within the feed environment. And so what our platform does is we have the right form factor, which is the feed, the scrollable nature of the channel itself. The content is posted and delivered to that feed unique down to that user, depending on where they are in their journey and what the business is looking for that, wants that consumer to know. Um, and then we have, in terms of the orchestration, which is some AI functionality that kind of helps orchestrate the experience within the feed for each individual user customer based off of behavior that they've had in the feed themselves. However, the way we orchestrate the content is very powerful because we can use a transactional communication, like a welcome or, hey, don't forget to download the app. And we can combine that within the scrolling mechanism of a feed with the highly educational content that's more relationship deepening in nature between the business and the consumer. The type of thing that if I sent it to you as an email alone, hey, how we protect your data or how we protect your identity as an example is not something that I would respond or engage with if you sent it to me as a one-off email. But if I'm scrolling in my feed and I'm, as I'm scrolling, I'm seeing content on how you protect my data or how to utilize remote deposit capture in the app, I'm more inclined to engage with that content, A, because you didn't push it to me. I found it on my own. It 
sparked my attention within the feed environment and I'm engaging with that feed. And the design of the product really is what drives the outsized engagement that we see with our clients because not only do we get their attention with the initial transactional communication, but within the format of a scrollable feed, we can drive them to other content that's highly valuable for the business as well as for the consumer. But it's the type of stuff that if you send it as a one-off email, I wouldn't engage. I, I love that because your example with the emails, because spam still is rampant. And I just feel that when you're engaging in a scroll feed technology, is a behavior we've all just so adopted. It's like an appendage, our phone. But it does feel much more personal. For years, I cut my teeth back when it was direct mail, snail mail, whereas now this one-to-one, we've really, generations later, taken it to, this is a direct contact with just me. And I may not even consider the fact that Taylor or Joey or someone else may be getting the same content or driven the same way as me. I'm feeling that it's geared just towards Trisha, that this is something that my bank has, they're welcoming me, they're driving me this to this because they know that I'm starting my own business and what have you. So I love that personalized feeling. And, and I think that's also just an added layer of that security that you talked about. That's right. So we call that the trust factor. And mm-hmm. the trust factor really cannot be underestimated. At the end of the day, it's the primary driver of engagement. Do I trust that this is going to be worth my time? Do I trust that this is going to be something that I care about? And so it's super important in the business to consumer relationship. The other thing that I would say as part of that, which is pretty interesting, is as you think about the old school way of communicating, it's one message per push. So if you look at a typical banking onboard flow, I might send you 17 emails over a 30-day period. And in that 17 emails, I might be able to ask you to use your debit card one or two times. In a feed environment, we only have to do three pushes in that same window time frame. But because of the scrolling capability, we actually could ask you to use your debit card 26 different times in 26 different ways that does not even feel obtrusive to you as a a consumer. And so that power of the scroll is very unique to Relay. It's unique in how we position our products, our clients, but it makes all the difference in the world. Can you share some of the results that some of your clients have seen since they've started using the tool in terms of customer engagement? I just personally think it's just a terrific way to build the brand experience and the customer experience. It's having you in my pocket, whoever you are, right? Yeah, it's been the best part of what we do is that the impacts to our clients' business are not small. It's not two, three percentage point differentiators. It's double-digit differentiators that we see across the board, and it's consistent across clients and across verticals. Whether it be within the highest level, we see in terms of just general engagement We'll see 80 to 90% engagement in our campaigns cross vertical with an opt out rate well below 1%. Mm-hmm. Specific outcomes in banking, if you think of an onboard experience as an example, we'll see 64% increase in account funding. We'll see a 25% increase in app downloads. We'll see a 75% increase in debit card activation. And we'll see a 24% increase in direct deposit. In healthcare, our focuses are really also in onboarding, but the things that we drive in onboarding really are around ongoing communications around care gap closures, brand versus generic, ER versus urgent care. And we see massive, again, uplifts in those categories as well. 
as high as 25% increase in brand versus generic, meaning we're able to drive consumers, uplifts relay population versus a non-relay population to brand drugs or to generic drugs, drugs over brand, which is a, has a massive cost benefit to our client. We're able to drive care gap closures 164%, that large, right? 164%. Am I saying this right? Yes. So 64% better, I should say a different way, 64% uplift in gap closures which would be things like cancer screening or colonoscopies, those types of things. Yeah, I, I love it for healthcare. We did have Eric Steinberger on a couple of months ago, or maybe it was last month, from Atlantic Health Systems. And it was very interesting to hear his take on just harnessing that power of trying to get that customer engagement and patient engagement and to see those kinds of numbers and to see that kind of impact. And you know, it's not all just about, to your point, servicing the business goals. But it's a terrific consumer product, right? It's a tool that the consumer is comfortable using and comfortable receiving, and it becomes an extension of the brand. Yeah, no, that's right. Ultimately, the big, with the shift to digital that's happened in the marketplace, so as businesses are moving further and further down the road to digital, to self-serve, to all the things they're trying to do to pull costs out of their business and to drive customer in the digital environments, the net impact of that really has been that the business consumer relationship has suffered because just by the human nature, most of the interactions in that environment are transactional in nature. Buy this, do that, self-serve here. And what our feed technology has allowed our clients to do is maintain that personal relationship with the end consumer in the digital environment because the content with which I'm engaging with does not always have to be transactional. I can see the educational and the personal and the relationship building and the fact that you understand me in the content that's in the feed as I scroll and maintaining that personal one-to-one relationship, as you mentioned, is really what the strength and the trust and the stuff we talked about is built off of. So I have a question to ask. So I love everything about this tool, and I'm not just saying that I really do. I also wonder, I love what you said about how feed technology allows that continuation of the customer brand experience and relationship within the digital channel. I'm not one who loves to have 100,000 apps on my phone and wonder why would a Caremark or any other have that CVS or Walgreens app to then be told it's time to replenish my medication or... Hey, we have a sale on toothbrushes. Would it not just be a bit more convenient? And I think, again, personalized to have a relay network feed instead of having this other additional app. Yeah, the question of what's the role of the relay feed vis-a-vis my other digital assets, which typically are going to be a portal or app, we get asked that all the time. And the reality is relay is a communication channel. The other communication channels are typically email phone, mail, text. That's where we play. And the things that you'll use those communication channels for are the areas where you would use the relay feed for as well. Apps and portals are predominantly built for two main purposes. Purpose number one, to facilitate transactions and self-serve, for allow the customer to self-serve and transact easily. And then there's a lot of educational content built into the portals and the apps again, to help alleviate some of that knowledge transfer and self-serve. The first part of the app and the portal really doesn't do a lot there. And we will typically drive our customers to facilitate those types of transactions, pay your bill, register for this, whatever that may be. 
the second part of what the apps do, which is that educational and all that content that in reality never gets viewed by the consumers in the portal or in the app. Because when I go to my portal or when I go into the app, I'm going in with a purpose for a transaction 99% of the time. What our feed actually allows our customers to do is to take some of that educational content, bring it back into a feed environment and use our push to drive them into that feed, A, to transactions, which might land me at my app or my portal to complete. But while I'm doing that, I can see some of that other educational content as well. And so we really complement the digital tools that the clients have. We don't compete in any way. And the secret marriage really is how do you look at your overall population? But for businesses that are saying, like, I want to improve my digital footprint, most brands that we work with are looking at their digital footprint based off of app downloads and portal registrations. When you add the relay feed on top of that, just because of the way we do it, your digital footprint overnight can go from 50% to 85, 95% because all we need is the phone number to create the digital feed for the consumer. Right. I, was, I was just thinking about how it's got to just amplify that messaging. So to your point, I remember reading a stat years ago that something like 87% of people that go to their bank, go online for their banking, they're there to conduct a transaction and get out. So you can put as many speed bumps in the way with content as you want. It may register somewhere in the recesses of my mind, but then when I'm sitting on that train or waiting in line somewhere, waiting in a restaurant for my order, as I start to scroll, or if I get that text, right, that SMS message with the link and I open it up, oh, there it is again. Yes, I remember seeing that on their site, but now I'm going to sit and actually read it because it's engaging and sitting on my phone. I think that's terrific. And don't lose sight. One of the primary metrics that we measure for every single one of our clients is incremental app downloads and incremental portal registrations. And we drive significant uplifts just in banking as part of our online, our typical onboard flow, we'll drive somewhere between 24 and 35% increase in app downloads of the bank's app. Really powerful. We also will increase utilization because what we'll do within Relay, once we see Steve download the app, then we'll push Steve a message with a little video on how to use the app. And in banking, we might show remote deposit capture because it's a high use case. And once they do that once, they come back and do it again and again. And then the uh, in healthcare, we drive a 90% increase in app download wow. as we drive through. And so in healthcare, it's a little different because usually there's the app of the payer, the insurance company, but they also have, in many cases, a, a teledoc app or a health and wellness app. And we are the primary channel to drive downloads and engagement with all of those different apps that they might use to help a consumer manage their care. That's awesome. That's it's counting you among that omni-channel mix that marketer reaches for is just, it's a no brainer. Just being a little mindful of time. I know we talked a little bit at the opening about maybe having you share a little bit about, I guess, the state of business so far this year. And I know it's been a bumpy ride for many businesses, especially in banking, as we're watching that that industry, but just across the board, are you seeing, you talked about maybe businesses that are missing out and cutting back on certain things that then fracture the customer relationship. Is there anything that you're seeing out there that you're seeing is a red flag for businesses to be aware of? Obviously, specifically in financial services right now, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of questions and a lot of thought around if I'm a 
if I'm a consumer, where's my money? What are, how do I think about my relationship with my bank and the strength of that relationship with that bank? And then if I'm a bank, I'm thinking, hey, how do I maintain these assets and make sure my customers know and understand that we're here and we're here to serve them and we're safe and we're secure. And at the end of the day, and one thing about Relay is we're a communication channel. And regardless of what type of crisis you may be dealing with in your life, the best way to work through those crises is through great communication. And so for us, we actually see what's happening in the banking sector as an opportunity for our clients and for prospects to look at our technology. But for our existing clients, many of our clients are utilizing our channel as the tool to help educate their customers on the things that they want them to know in this current environment. So, hey, I might have a a CD that's coming up for maturity. I want you to know that you should keep it here with us, renew it here with us, and here's why, and it's all safe and sound, and we're a great partner. Or it might be changing the content and and what we call the nerve a little bit Mm -hmm. in terms of what's going to be communicated to the consumer. But there's a ton of opportunity to get through this time. Communication with the end consumer is super important, and our platform as again, as we described, is unique and different in a way in which we actually can get the consumer to engage in that content that is more educational in nature and less transactional. And that's the type of content that makes me feel comfortable about the bank I'm with or makes me feel comfortable about the transaction that I'm in. And so we see it as a real opportunity for us, but we don't we're not blind to it at all. And many of the deals that we're clients we're talking to now might say, hey, let's wait till next quarter. And we understand that. But in the for our existing clients, it's a great opportunity to enhance communication with their end consumer and educate them on what's going on and how they're going to pull them through it. Yeah, it touches back on that uh, the point you made about trust, that trust factor, right? And it, you know, it is scary out here. And you sometimes wonder, should I stick with the bank I'm with? And where should I be putting my money? Or even in the realm of healthcare. And having that trust, I think, is paramount. While financial services and healthcare tend to be the two biggest industries for you currently, and with endless opportunity from what we can see, what other areas are you breaking into? Or are do you have your eyes set on? Yeah, our key core verticals, like we said, the things we focus on, money, health, home, family. So our home services vertical is one that we uh, we just signed a new energy client actually just last to last month. We continue to look at and grow that space. We do a lot of work in what we call membership. So example, AAA. We have 17 AAAs now, clients that we work with. And so there's a, a lot of opportunity in that membership vertical. Um, that we're looking at as well. And then we're also starting to look at, given the client base, many of our clients have started to use the technology to communicate with their employees, especially as we're talking about some of the times and things that are going on in the world right now. That for open enrollment of insurance and just reorgs and Exactly. Exactly. And so that's an interesting one for us because as we see our existing clients use it that way, we start thinking of that as a vertical that we could go direct and indirect as well. And we're also just started, and probably about a year ago, we started building out a partnership line of our business, working with some large third-party partners that can help us, that that can use our technology as an add-on to their services that they sell into different verticals. Yeah, and one that comes to mind for me is, because I have it on my brain, is travel. 
And when you get those updates from hotel or the resort or even some of those dining apps, I could see it. Yeah. I could see them building that out. I personally think that they could use a little bit more more work on improving that customer engagement with their apps because it's just your table's ready in an hour and a half. It's yeah, I know. <laughs> but to, to have that a little bit more check here, if it's a birthday, remind us again, or if there's something else that you could do. But yeah, um, The great thing about our product is it solves a universal problem that every business in the country today deals with, regardless of how big and small you are as a business. Driving better customer engagement and a better customer experience is critical. So that's the nice thing about it. It's also the curse because as we sit in our room and say, all right, who, we, who should we be targeting? Who should we be talking to? We're very confident in our North Star, which is focus on what's most important to the consumer, that money, that health, the home, the family. But there's a lot that can go into those four into those four categories as you flow them out. Even health in and of itself, there's many sub-verticals within health. FI, there's many sub-verticals within financial services and also within within, within home. And families that might get a jail free card, but there are a lot of, you know, we start we talk about universities and we talk about education and we talk about other organizations that might be tied more to a family than so there's just so much opportunity we got to try to stay razor focused and uh, that's what we do every day and the good news is whenever we go to a new vertical or we try a new experience uh, the results seem to follow and be consistent mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty tells us we, we've got a we've got a winner <laughs> yeah that was going to be my question because it just seems like it is consistent across the board that you're just driving these numbers for the brands you're working with. Just being mindful of time again, I have to ask any thoughts on AI and how that figures or would figure into this technology or any others? Yeah, obviously it's the buzzword of the day Mm -hmm. and it's something we've been thinking about for a very long time. All of our clients in our logos, they're some of the largest brands in the country, they're all looking at in either building, developing, or partnering, or identifying what their own AI strategies are going to be. And so in many cases, as those winners start to get identified, we're going to want to have integration points with some of those key platforms. And so we're waiting to see how that plays out, because ultimately we'll want our product to integrate with our client systems as best we can. But as it relates specifically to Relay, where we're looking at leveraging in the creation of the experiences within the tool. So as our clients are going in and creating experiences for their feeds, our AI, based on performance of what our other clients have done and what's working and not working in the market, will get smart and start helping them orchestrate and design and build the best experiences they can. So example would be, hey, don't put three buttons on your card, only put two because our data tells us that two is better than three, or don't use that word, use this word. It means the same thing and gets a better engagement rate. So examples like that on how we would use AI and building out our experiences. As excited as we are about the power of our technology and what it can do for our clients, I'm as excited and proud of the team we have here at Relay that support our clients every day. And so our model is not a, hey, here's our tech, download it, see you later. Our model is very much a, hey, this is a new channel. We are the experts on this channel, and we are here to help you utilize this technology to maximize the best business outcomes for your business. And so our team and the way we work with our clients is very much in a partnership way And I'm super, for those that are 
listening, we will get, my team will get you up and running and we will hold your hand through the whole process. And over time, you will become experts on the channel yourself. So we have a great team that sits behind this great technology. And I just got to shout out to them while I'm on the podcast. Wow. I'm sure they appreciate that. So the implementation though, is how long would you say that window typically goes or really is it custom based on? Yeah, it's, it, the, the setup and lift is very simple. You know, we're typically a 30 to 60 day window. Wow. Uh, that's fantastic. That. Usually that required the lead time is typically on the client side, but it's not a major, it's not a big lift at all to get up and running. And again, my shameless pitch here for Relay is that as I look around at brands and again, have stepped out of that CMO arena, but I look and see all of the social causes and the virtue signaling and the politics that a lot of brands are busying themselves with at the loss and at the compromise of that customer relationship. Whereas most of the guests we've spoken to have said that is first and foremost for them and in their marketing plans. And if anyone listening, you have to put the customer first because without the customer, you've got nothing. And that relationship is so critical, especially in these days of people being a little bit more isolated and people living in their phones. I think it's important to know that, yes, my bank, my healthcare, my pharmacy, my AAA cares about me and they're getting me the information that I need at the right cadence in the channel that I prefer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. I think we can end it here, Steve. Thank you so much. Fascinating conversation. It was great. Thank and I hope we can have you back at the end of the year so you can give us a yeah, year. And thanks for all your help all year long. And I've been listening I've listened to all your podcasts and you do a great job and oh, thank uh, you. it's an important message. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Feedcast, created and produced by Relay Network. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and give Relay Network a follow on LinkedIn. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Relay Network, nor should they be taken as legal advice. We recommend consulting your own legal team when considering your customer engagement strategy and practices.